We've been in a series called The Naturals. Um, and a series is just when we kind of take one idea and we talk about it for three to four weeks. And we're wrapping up this series uh, called The Naturals tonight. And the series has been about this one thing, that we're all naturals at something, um, but all of us collectively, we're all naturals at this one same thing, and that is worship. Um, that all of us are natural worshipers, no matter, and not just God, but we are really good at worshiping things and worshiping people and worshiping ideas and worshiping pursuits, that we're all natural worshipers. And so we decided that worship is such a big idea, we wanted to talk about it. And so um, the, the whole series really has also been about this idea that worship is more than just singing, that worship isn't just like moments where you're sitting in rows and you stand up, you sing, you kind of raise your hand a little bit if you feel like it or if it's not awkward, you sing some songs and there's a message and then you, and you go home, that worship is way more than just singing. Worship, as we said last week, is more of a lifestyle. It's the way that you live, it's the way that you love, it's the way that you work, it's the way that you study. Um, but we thought that it would be a complete miss. Um, if we went this entire series without having a conversation about singing as a form of worship. Because the series has been about, hey, worship is more than just singing, but that wasn't meant to diminish the role of singing and the power of singing and the prominence of singing, I believe, in faith and in the church. We're just trying to paint a broader scope of worship. Um, but singing as a form of worship um, is a huge part of our faith. And so we thought, hey, it would be amiss if we didn't talk about it. And so we're gonna talk about it tonight. I don't know if you ever thought about that, but like, why do we actually sing? Like, what is it about music? What is it about music that we can't escape it no matter where we go, where we are? What is it um, about music that everybody, you all love music in some form or fashion. You've got a type of music that you love. What is it about music? So tonight, we're going to have a conversation about music. Um, but um, I you know, play the violin, orchestra, what up? Um, but I would not consider myself a musician. And so I thought the best way to have this conversation was to invite some of um, our good friends, some of my best friends um, in the world up on the stage. And you guys see them all the time because they're up here leading worship for this at the living room. So if you could give a warm living room welcome uh, to uh, Mitchell, Heath, Seth, and uh, Brandon. Come on out here, fellas. Come on out. Come on out. Welcome. How y'all doing? Mighty, use your microphone, Coker. I know, uh, I know you played one, the drums, two, but there you go. <laughs> I'm a drummer, sorry. Microphones make me nervous. So the, if you've been with us before, usually what a night like this looks like is um, someone's up here kind of giving a message, but we thought we do that enough. Um, so we thought, hey, why not have a conversation um, as if we're sitting in a living room about this idea of music and what better people to have than here. So we've got Mitchell McGee right there, um, all the way on my oh, left. Sammer, Mitchell, uh, Seth Condry uh, to his right, Brandon Coker, and Heath Baltzinger right here next to Brandon. So hey, fellas, so How did glad. you say his last name again? Baltzinger? I, no. Did I mess fine. it up? How is it? How is it? No. How do you spell it? Uh, B, no, is it, is it a, a ballet singer? No. Oh, Dang. It doesn't matter. I've it known Heath for bought, years. Bought Ziglier. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's weird. Proper. It's like French-ish. You can tell by my accent. It's, real, <laughs> it's like super fancy. B-A-L-L-T. So it's Ziglier. Why did, we rehearsed that. Why didn't y'all tell me? You're a mean I human being. I wanted to do this to you. We practiced this. I wanted to do this. That's amazing. Anyways, so, hey, real quick, Mono, uh, they get to hear from me all the time. They get to hear you guys sing. They don't get to hear you guys um, talk or drum. But why don't y'all just, um, let's go around, starting with Mitchell. Tell them a little, it's just something interesting about you. Maybe who your favorite music artist is right now or of all time. Um, go. Mitchell, uh, what you got? Uh, Mitchell McGee from Dublin, Georgia. Anybody from Dublin, Georgia in here? No? Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolute uh, crickets. Usually there's one. <laughs> 
Anybody what's the population? What's the from Middle Georgia? What's the population of Dublin? Four hundred. One run. Hey, for real. Yeah, okay, cool. What's the population of Dublin? Like five hundred uh, people? Eighty-five hundred? No, there's a little more than that. It's pretty big, actually. Is it's it? It's like twenty thousand. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, Kennesaw so, State sorry, is bigger than that. I went to Georgia Southern University, um, and I went to Georgia Southern. I played football, so I didn't actually start playing music until my sophomore year of college. Okay. That's when I met you. That's when I met you. Yeah. Oh. Well, I met you unofficially. I sang on your first album. But you didn't show up to the studio like a big time star. Oh my Your first album. I would it love was, to hear a song from that. We're not playing a song. Do we have? We're not playing a song. Right? Nah, a okay. CD or a tape back then. We're going to get something. Off. It was a CD. It was awful. I'd Can love I to see it. Seth Condry, everybody. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> well, Mitchell, you also, you're on staff here. Yeah, uh, I work here. I've, been, yeah. I've worked here for seven years now. This is awesome. Yeah, music, Fantastic. All this stuff. You were my boss. Seth. I used to boss Seth. <laughs> I used to boss me. <laughs> hey, I'm Seth. Um, so some, chill. What did you say? Something interesting? I don't know. Yeah, something interesting about you. Scene. Maybe, uh, well, <laughs> maybe your I favorite mean, music artist right now. My greatest accomplishment, I, I just have to say this, is being the husband of Jessica Marie. Oh. I know, I know. Let's go. She's not even here. I'm a hope. She's not even here. She's not even here. She's not even here. If you try to tell her you said that, she won't believe you. I know. She needed to be here for it. We have three kids, so. That's awesome. Um, but uh, I speak Spanish. I, I guess a lot of people don't know that, but I... I sing in two languages. And you spent how long how, in Guatemala, right? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Co- how yeah. many Seth, years? You don't know this. So Seth is going to say this out loud. But Seth was the number one Christian. No, this is not a joke. Number one <laughs> Spanish Christian artist in the world. At one point. No one point. way. Yeah. He yeah. still is in my book, that guy. Yeah, he's still number one. He's, Numero uno in me book. That's amazing. In me book. <laughs> so, like, if we... if. <laughs> Any Spanish speakers in the room? Anybody? Spanish speakers. All right. So if we search Seth Condry on Spotify, oh, yeah, we'll find some of his oh, yeah. Spanish music. Spanish music, if you want. That's awesome. Cool. Um, that's cool. Go, go, that's go. amazing. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Brandon. I'm from Griffin, Georgia. Griffin. I'm married to a, a beautiful woman. I have a dog. I like to hunt and fish, and I've illegally killed an alligator. <laughs> you shouldn't say like you were. illegal you in front of legal. a bunch of people like this. What if it's true? Can I say it if it's true? It is true, but it is true. I mean, something Unless illegal. Unless one of these people's dad is a game warden. Yeah. Hey, did you hunt it or like it attacked you and it was self-defense? Uh, worse, I was actually duck hunting, which guess what you don't want to walk up on while you're duck hunting? An alligator. alligator. And so I did, and uh, it was me <laughs> or him. So I chose me. I call that self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. No, that's self-defense. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. Glad, that's glad, awesome. Glad I made it. That's awesome. <laughs> glad you're not in jail. Um, my, my name is Heath Baltzaglier. Sorry. No, it was good. Y'all can call me whatever you want. And uh, I'm also from Griffin, Georgia. I'm married to uh, Miss Jamie, who's an amazing woman. I'm going to surprise her by getting a tattoo she doesn't know about um, and go home and show her. <laughs> what is it going to be? How are you going to do that? We're going to go to Little Five get, Points tonight. You're doing it tonight. I'm going to get a tattoo and go home, and, and it's going to be a pretty bird because I call it bird. Or I'm going to get it airbrushed on the hood of my mower. Um, I thought, like, if I get her in her swimsuit, like, you know. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, whoa. I'm just kidding. I don't know, guys. Um, Sorry, my son's back there. Sorry. sorry, These Uh, these students are, they're so glad they came to that. So, uh, 
Yeah, but we have four kids. Um, my boy is here with me tonight, amazing young dude back there. And um, something unique about me, uh, me and this guy have been best friends a long time. We have hunted and fished and loved every day as, uh, as our We should write a song friend. about that. Oh, wait. And I get to be this guy's cousin right here, first cousins. Amazing. Boom. Look at that. So good. So much connection on the stage. right? And me and Mitchell are not related at all. Um, so... <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, we're so glad you're here. And what's so cool about tonight um, is these aren't just random guys. Um, they're, you've seen them up here at the living room. They're, they're, we try to get regular people on our stages and regular people to lead us in worship. And so um, we thought, who better than to have um, them come up and be a part of this conversation? Um, so music. I love music. You guys probably love music. I would imagine, well, it's your job, so you have to love music. Um, but what's so cool about music, I, w I decided to, as I was kind of getting ready for this conversation, um, I decided I wanted to study the history of music. I don't know if you've ever Googled something so broad that it made your brain hurt. I Googled the history of music. Um, and that's what I do when I do research for sermons. I Google stuff. And so I went to Wikipedia. The authority on everything. Perfect. Yes. It's legit. There's people that read that stuff to make sure it's true, okay? Um, and so uh, I went to Wikipedia. I went to a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> What? It's me. not true. It is, though. They got, they got people. You said people get paid to, to verify it. Can we say which people? Who people? It's no, people details. Deta details. On. Irrelevant. So, thank you, Heath. So, I, I was studying about worship, or not worship, about music, excuse me. Um, and nobody really knows. I was trying to figure out, like, wh where did music come from? Like, how did it start? Do we know, like, the first person to ever do anything with music? Um, and the consensus is they have no idea. Um, the, kind of the, the, the general thinking is, hey, music's really almost kind of been around as much as humanity has been around, which is a crazy thought. Um, they don't really have a record of when it started, but they just kind of know it's always been around. Um, they do have um, a, uh, they found like a tablet from 1400 BC of the first ever like musical medley that was put together. You can go um, look that up on YouTube and listen. It's riveting. Um, but it's just a few like notes kind of strung together. But for as long as as, 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 as humans can think back to, music has always been a part of our lives. And, and, you, and it's not crazy to think about it today, like music is everywhere. I mean, can you think of a place where there is no music? In your car, you've got music, right? You've got uh, music coming through your phone. You're sitting in a doctor's office, there's music. Um, you come to church, there's music. You're in an elevator, there's yep. music. You know what I mean? Like you can't, and isn't it true? It's awkward without it. Super awkward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and so it's almost like something would be missing from our lives if we didn't have music. We I mean, it's music right now. Like, yeah. Playing in the background. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it, but I believe you. Um, CD. Pick it up outside. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But it's everywhere, um, and it's been around for a long time, but it's also evolved, right? It gets better. Uh, some might say better, maybe not better, but it, it's evolved. It's changed. It becomes more complex. People are trying new things with music. And so as a musician, I'm just curious, who are some musicians to you that have changed the game back in the day or are changing the game now from a music standpoint? Uh, game changers. Beatles. Beatles, okay. Of course. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. I was going to say that. Elvis, the king. Elvis. Elvis. You've all taken all three of mine. <laughs> So, uh, red hot chili peppers. Oh, <laughs> Prince. Michael, Prince. Michael that's, Jackson. That's, yeah, you missed no, Michael Jackson. What about Michael, Michael Jackson? Jackson? Anybody? Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah. Jackson Michael Jackson. Five. Michael oh, Jackson. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. ABC. ABC. Easy yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. There you go. That's great. I sang just there. Um, what? A, uh, so that's people who. Have, what about like you? When you think about music, give me some. Who's someone who's changing the game for you? Right? Like just killing it right now in the. 
Taylor Swift. T Swizzle. T Swift, though, for real. For real, though. Taylor Swift started out as like this sweet little country, and now she's like, uh, she's dead. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. But it's interesting. Did you see, uh, you guys watched her video, I'm assuming? Uh, Yeah. Craziest video ever. I mean, ridiculous. The mountain of Taylor Swift's by far the coolest thing I've ever seen in a video. Isn't that amazing? At the very beginning, her video was Thriller. I don't know if you ever watched Michael Jackson's Thriller video. It was Thriller. So it's interesting. Even the people making music now, T Swift, Bruno Mars, they're all taking their- Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. JT, yeah. They're all Michael Jackson remade. Yeah. That's true. In their own way, which is kind of crazy. I guess there's only so much you know, you can do, I guess. Brand new creativity. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But they are. They're changing the game. Well, okay. Speaking of changing the game, I think boy bands busted on the scene and changed the game back in the early 90s, yes. early 2000s. So Beatles were the original boys. So be- yeah, they were the originals. But then, you know, you have like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC really changed the game, I think, for, yeah, for band, sure. boy bands, right? Um, real, just real quick down the line, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? NSYNC. 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 Backstreet. Okay, um, I think I would say Backstreet too. I'm curious, here's what we're gonna do. Um, Chandler, I hope you're on your toes because we're gonna try something. I want everyone to pull out their phones really quick. Everyone, come on, pull them out, pull them out. Look at, no one had their phone out. That's amazing, they're paying attention. They're not taking notes tonight. We're not saying anything. Yeah, no, we're not saying anything good. That's, okay, so I want you to go to Instagram um, and I want you to go to the Living Room KSU, go to your search bar. If you don't follow us, first off, shame on you. I'm uh, just kidding, hit follow. Uh, but really, Chandler, I want, Chandler, I want you to put up a, um, a poll. We're gonna put up a poll. We're gonna do a live poll right now. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Um, and uh, Chandler, just give me a wave whenever that is officially up. Um, and, and when it is up, I want you to vote, uh, I guess like yes for Backstreet or no for NSYNC or however that plays out. Um, do y'all see it yet? Not yet, no? Wait for it. Um, your favorite. Like said, it's gonna crash. Oh, this is great. We're getting a bunch of followers. This is working. Right, I should. You wow. Y'all keep. This is great. Y'all I'm keep. That's fantastic. So it should be coming up. Okay. So it should be up. Do y'all see it? It's so up. I want you to. I don't know how the poll works. I'm gonna go here. Y'all go to Living Casey. Y'all can vote too. Um, and let's see who's gonna win here for just a second. You can talk amongst yourselves. I don't see it yet. Do y'all see it? It's Instagram's fault. That's what it is. It's Instagram's fault. Y'all, y'all voted? Okay, take another couple seconds. Let's go ahead and vote. Who's and up let's right see. Now? Who's winning? Yes. Oh my gosh, my phone is lighting up every time y'all vote because I don't have that notification off. This is back a disaster. Where are we at? What's the, what's the poll? What's it? What's it? Baby, bye, bye, bye. What's the... Uh, no, Backstreet's kind of... We'll leave it up for another 15 seconds yeah. and see who wins. Backstreet is still touring. Yeah. Backstreet is still what? They're still touring. They're like... Still oh, yeah, they're still doing stuff. without Justin Timberlake I bet there's somebody out here so can name all the Backstreet. NSYNC is nothing, Sam. Look, the best yeah. thing about NSYNC was JT. Top to bottom, top to bottom, Backstreet Boys is like the SEC. Kind of like good from top to bottom. They had better people. You know, you had like Brian, Latrell, sure, um, AJ. Latrell. Yeah. You know, what? And then, and then all you had at NSYNC was, was JT. Well, you had, uh, what was the bass singer's name? Lance. Hey, can I get a count? What's Lance. the score? Okay, uh, I'm going to officially close a poll. In the room today, all of you guys, we got 54% Backstreet Boys and 46% NSYNC. So yes. Backstreet Boy wins the day. Um, that's awesome. That took a, way too much time, but that's okay. Uh, so Backstreet Boys. Um, so 
Music's been around. It's always been around. We really can't imagine life without music. I mean, it, it gets awkward without it. When you're working out, you're listening to music. Maybe you're throwing on a podcast, but we love music. There's so many different outlets to listen to music. Um, it's absolutely changed the game. And, and here's what I decided to do. After I kind of got done looking at some of the history of music, how it's evolved, I wanted to look at the science of music. Now, this, this blew my mind, um, and I'm hoping it might blow yours, and maybe it'll blow your mind. I literally just started reading psychology articles about how the br- music affects the brain, because it obviously does something to us. I mean, when you hear a song that you love, it's not like you're having a conversation with somebody. I mean, something happens, you know what I mean? It's like magical. So, so listen to this. I'm just going to read this stuff. I didn't want to uh, mess it up. So your brain, um, when it hears music, it triggers the nucleus accumbens. Ac- Okay, that's a part, accumbens, accumbens, that's a part of your brain, which is, um, which releases dopamine. That's the part of the brain that releases dopamine, which is the pleasure chemical. Dopamine is released when you eat like food that you really, really like. Dopamine is released when you have sex, okay? Um, We're all adults, but so that's the pleasure chemical. So when you listen to a music that you really, really like or you connect with, dopamine is released, that pleasure chemical. So that's that feel good, that emotion. It's, It's literally a chemical reaction that's happening. And then, this is crazy, when we're listening to our favorite songs, um, it, this is what the article said from Psychology Today. Our body betrays all the symptoms of emotional arousal. The pupils in our eyes become dilated whenever we listen to our favorite songs. Our pulse and blood pressure rises. Um, and the, the cerebellum, a brain region associated, associated with bodily movement, it becomes strangely active. And then when you listen to music, blood is even redirected to the muscles in our legs, which is why researchers think we naturally tap our feet and kind of move our legs when music comes on. Think about that for a second. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy? Like, you moving naturally to music is not just like an accident. There's like this by design piece to it. Like, it's powerful. It's like there's chemical reactions going on in our brains when we're listening to music. It's why we feel emotion, right? It's why we get excited. Like, it's why, like, music takes you back to moments in your life. Can, can you guys think of a moment where you, you hear a song now and it takes you back to a certain moment? Dude, I feel like every moment is attached to a song. My first kiss. Uh, seventh grade. Mary Come on. Beth, seventh Beth. grade? Dang, kid. Get him. I was getting it pretty hard <laughs> in seventh grade. Uh, Mary Beth Belote was her name. Belote? <laughs> Belote. <laughs> you guys are judging her so hard. We didn't make it, by the way. Okay. Uh, first kiss. I don't remember if it was good or not, but I remember. Then it the wasn't. So- then it wasn't. But seventh grade, there's no I way. Was. It was. I remember what it smelled like. Like it was huh, like what? seventh grade armpits. And. <laughs> But I remember the song that's playing in the background. What was and it? It was Ace of Bass. I saw the sign. <laughs> Nobody knows that song. How's it, it go? Was, uh, I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Now you guys relived Mitchell's first kiss just now. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. I, th- I feel like every memory for me is attached to. To a song, and every time I hear a song, it takes me back to a place. Straight back. You can feel it, time, experience yeah. it. Seth? So early on, too, I remember um, I homeschooled early on, and then I went to public school in eighth grade. So my first dance, like middle school dance, walking into the cafeteria, you know, they had the DJ and the lights, and uh, Casey and JoJo. Shut up. Yeah. Me too. All my life, baby, baby, I'm waiting for someone like you. Oh, so that was my oh, thank God that I, that I finally found you. I'm singing all my life. I pray for someone 
Thank you. We're losing them. We are losing them, guys. That's my moment. That was my moment. That was my jam. That's amazing. Dance like with my eighth grade. And I feel like I was like walking in with my posse. It was just like it was perfect. Seth, if your, your first posse. that's amazing. That's what it felt like. Seth, if your first dance was anything like mine, that's what I remember. Um, Casey and JoJo, it was crazy though. I'm going crazy, crazy, just to thinking about you. And so um, I was in sixth grade, and I was dancing with Savannah, and this is how we danced, like this. <laughs> I got made fun of the rest of the night, but I didn't care. And so every time I hear Casey and JoJo crazy, I think about, well, I'm married now, so it's kind of weird. But like, it's the, you know, I think about that first dance. It was my first, yeah. my first slow dance in sixth grade. Coker, uh, y'all got something? Yeah, this is super uh, honest, but I remember the first time I got emotional during a movie. Okay. It was Titanic. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, yes. Uh, I remember every night in my dreams. Yeah. I see Keep going. You, right? And I was like, I see you. <laughs> Like, don't let go. Don't, don't ever let go. Like, I was in that moment. So when I hear that song to this day, I am... Uh, Celine Dion. Was that the moment that she was hanging over the ship, like the edge of the ship? Hey, listen, I don't remember exactly. I just remember that song and that, that, that movie was the first time that as a boy, I felt the freedom to cry. As a, as a boy. That's you know, amazing. American man, I felt okay to cry. All right, we're being vulnerable. Heath, <laughs> Heath what uh, you got? That's yeah, so good. I mean, I will say, I remember the first time I cried in a movie as well, same thing, sitting on the couch with our great-grandmother, Grandma Braswell, <laughs> and same thing, though, same song, same movie, first time I ever cried in a movie, um, or my eyes at least were sweating, but the, the first, like, real memory of a song that I, it just made my blood boil was Metallica, Inner Sandman. You may have no idea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My, 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 the pastor's sons at our church and I were skipping out on church. Our parents didn't know that. Instead, we stole the minivan. We headed to the Pizza Hut in Griffin. And Rebels. that song came on. And I just remember feeling like, we're going like 105 in this old minivan. <laughs> Dodge Caravan. <laughs> like the biggest rebel. It was amazing. <laughs> I'll never forget that In moment. a minivan. Stole going, to, going to Pizza I mean, we, Hut. One of us had a license. I wasn't driving. But okay. Yeah. That's amazing. It was great. That's amazing. But y'all can all think back to my, I mean, put them up. You can think to certain moments or maybe there's songs that you can't listen to. There's, a, there's this Christian song by Shane and Shane that I can't listen to because my freshman year in college, I listened to it as I walked to my 8 a.m. class. And it makes me sick to hear a song by that. I, I can't listen. It's called Embracing Accusations. I can't listen to it anymore. I think of literature. And I hated that class. Yeah, crazy title. Way too deep. Um, so music takes you back. It's connected to things. It reminds you of things. It takes you right back to a moment. Um, it also doesn't music. Music hel it, it's, uh, helps us remember things. Um, in, in fact, um, not only does it help you remember things, but you, we're really good at remembering lyrics. In fact, we would all say that we could probably sing more lyrics than anything else we've ever memorized in our entire lives. Like I, I'm a professional Christian. I probably more no T, more T Swift lyrics word for word than I do Bible verses. That's a very high probability that that is true. Um, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but there's something about rhythm. Our brain, um, it's wired. Neurons kind of make these connections and these pathways. Whenever we remember something to a rhythm, it's way easier to remember, and it just kind of pops up. It comes in your head out of nowhere, right? Like, for example, ABCs. How do you sing the ABCs? What, E, F, G. There's a rhythm. In fact, man, give me a beat, Mitchell. Give me a beat to this. Ready? Oh. To A, B. 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, what, Q, R, S, T, U, V, hey, W, X, come on, Y, and Z, hey, now I know my ABCs, get them next time, won't you sing with me? <laughs> That was awesome. Just so, you know, I've never beat that was great, by the way. Mission McGee, everybody. That was so good. <laughs> I am the least qualified person to beatbox. <laughs> but it was really good. good. But like, you, you sing your ABCs in a rhythm. I don't know. Like, what, what? 50 states? Some of you know your 50 states. Yeah. Why? Because you learned it in a song? Books of the Bible. These boys wrote a song that my kids sing. These are the books of the Bible. When you read them, it makes <laughs> us strong. Yeah. yeah, it's all books anyway, of the Bible. Anyway, yeah, it's really hard. Excellent. Yeah. And I've learned every book of the Bible, every book of the Bible, in order based on the song. The song. Answers. And if you just sat down and tried to remember them, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to, right? Totally. Uh, I, I learned my multiplication tables. There was a song that a rap in third grade with Miss Harold, and we would sing it over and over and over again. And I learned my multiplication tables that way. Um, in fact, there's some companies that are starting to pick up on this. There's books that we have to read for school that we hate. Like in high school, I had to read the Scarlet Letter. Golly. Like, my eyes are burning as I'm reading the words on the page, you know? And, um, but there's this company that is taking, it's called uh, Booktoons. I should get endorsed. We should get money for, for giving this endorsement, Booktoons. Um, and they take, like, Scarlet Letter, and they will um, read it, but in a rap. And so you will start to hear this audiobook in a rap version, and there are studies done that college students remember more of these books when they're listened to that way, which is, which is crazy. And we would all say that that's true. I mean... Why are song lyrics so easy to recall? Yeah, I mean, every insurance company in the world has a jingle you can see. <laughs> Marketing. I mean, Band-Aid. I'm stuck on Band-Aid brand because Band-Aid's stuck on <laughs> yes. about, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> what is that? I'm a few years younger than you, buddy, so. Uh, how, how about a uh, uh, Chili's? Chili's. Chili's baby, baby back, back ribs. ribs. I would never eat their ribs, but by God. Me neither. They it, sound What about uh, McDonald's? McDonald's. I'm loving it. Wasn't that JT, by the way? Wasn't that Justin Timberlake that did that? Really? Yeah, so points for him. Yeah. Um, but you, like ESPN has something, right? Yeah. Um, football, game college. Monday game night game. football. Co- yeah, like marketing, they figured this out. I mean, they've got a jingle for everything. And sometimes it's so annoying. My, the most annoying one is that Empire. It's Empire or the flooring company. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh, I can't handle it. Empire, maybe? It, what, how does it go? It's Empire. That's not how it sounds. Maybe that's why I can't recall it. <laughs> but it's so interesting. Yeah, I know what you're I mean, there's a science behind the yeah. marketing of it. Like, they don't do jingles just because they don't know what else to do. They do it because music helps us remember. Like, the connections literally in your brain, like the synapses, how all that works, I don't know, but I know that it does you remember more and it gets, it, it's crazy when there's a song stuck in your head and isn't it so funny when you start singing a song and you don't realize why you, s- you started singing it and then you realize it's because your friend was singing it 30 minutes ago and it's like, how did the song get stuck in my head? I don't understand what in the world is happening. Um, and, and it drives my wife crazy because I will, I'll let it get stuck and I'll we, sing a song. Sometimes as songwriters, we've written songs before thinking like, oh my gosh, this song is coming so easily yeah. and it's like some massive pop song that we heard on the radio, we just changed and, you, <laughs> and we walk away going, oh, that's crap. Right. That's, that's hilarious. It, you know? it feels but, like I've heard it because I have. Yeah. Because you have. 
but it's crazy. And so really like with, with, these, with music and, and, and with how it works, it, it makes us, it's meant to make us feel something is how they use it. Um, it it, it kind of directs us from a marketing standpoint. They're trying to get us to understand what's most important, books of the Bible, whatever. And then it, it's telling us where to go, like Chili's. You've got this song stuck in your head and it's telling you to go to Chili's, right? And so they figure this out. It's, it's a science. Um, but so there's a science there. There's literally the way that our brains are wired. But Mitchell, um, this is where I need you guys' help. If y'all could just break down for a second the components of music. Like, okay, so music, it does this, it makes us feel, there's emotion, it reminds us, but what are the components and how does it all fit together to do all that it does? Sure, I mean, if we're gonna put it in the most simple terms, yeah. I mean, we've got beats, okay. we've got rhythms, we've got melodies, and we've got lyrics. Okay. And when you pair those things together, you get emotion, you get content, and then you get what you're talking about with Chili's. Like, Chili's had a product. They wanted to sell baby back ribs. So they created this nice rhythm and beat and melody, and then they said, here's my product, here's my content, and here's what you need to do with the content, hmm. right? So as a songwriter, it's kind of the same deal. It's like, we've got a beat, we put a melody, a rhythm to it, and then we're like, we've got some content because we want people to do something with it. Okay. So why don't we just try it? Uh, Coker's a drummer. Coker, give us, Heath, grab your guitars. Okay. Um, something like sen sensual? Yeah, let's go emotional. Oh, sensual. sensual might be a bit strong. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know. Anybody sitting next to their girlfriend or boyfriend? Yeah, Pull something them. like emotional. Pull them tight. So this beat here, Mitchell, I'm feeling something right now. Yeah. So, like, when you hear this beat, for instance, what do you want to do? I just want to, like... Yes, you just want to, like, move sideways. He's going to grab us a little rhythm. So Heath gets on top of it. Guitar that's out of tune a little bit. Sorry. chords, you put notes to it, then you put a melody to it and you tell okay. them what you want them to How know. How about this one? Uh, let's see. Maybe everybody would know this. One, two. When a man loves a woman. I'm, I'm feeling emotional. Oh. He can't keep his mind on nothing else. No, he Come on, Seth. Come on, Heath, please. He trade the world for the good thing that he's found. Yeah, this makes y'all want to date somebody, doesn't it? Yeah, it, does. it sure does. He'd give up all of his comfort. Yeah, hey, would. We already did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sleep out in the rain. If you don't feel something right now, it's because you don't have a pulse. If she said that's the way it's gotta be. Take it back down. When Everybody. a man sing, loves a woman, he'd spend his best Here, wait, I bet you we put the lyrics up on the screen, Somebody baby. proposing in the back? I'm just kidding. Trying to hold on <laughs> to the good thing that he's found. Let's bop, take this down. Bop, thank you. Right Everybody okay, hate thank you. Um, so... I love that. That makes you feel something. It feels emotional. You like um, wanna you wanna cuddle up people, with somebody. So you want somebody to feel happy. Yeah, it's the fall. Uh, it's almost Christmas. Coker, give us something. That coffee. Table I want something a little bit more like. Dude, I like that. Like hip. Okay. Hey, so this is a little more current. Hey. Something that makes you feel happy. Yeah, on, I like this. Okay, that Seth. Good. Hey, that, Seth. That feels like something I would hear back home. You know what I mean? I like that rhythm. 
think there's a song on the radio that kind of has that rhythm too. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited about this. Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Dile que te digas cosas al oído. He's actually doing this in Spanish. Despacito, quiero desnudarte beso despacito. Firma en la pared de tu lavadito y hacer de tu cuerpo más. This is amazing. Despacito. That was amazing, Seth. Dude. That was so good. So Justin Bieber ain't got nothing on you, dude. He definitely said burrito. <laughs> I might have jumbled a couple. They said burrito. Taco Bell. I love this. <laughs> you know everybody does that. Nobody's in. So I love this. So we've got these components. You've got the beats. You've got the chords. You've got the melody. You've got the lyrics. Um, and you start to put all of that together, um, and it creates something special. It creates an emotion. Um, you feel something depending on the melody. Like you don't even have to try to feel fun when you hear that. It just happens. You don't have to try to get all mushy gushy when we listen to when a man loves a woman. It just happens, right? It's why we have like pump up songs. Like when I was in middle school and high school, when I listened to We Ready. I can't fight, but I was ready to fight somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready right now. You know what I mean? Or like, why would we listen to breakup songs? Y'all, got, y'all have your breakup. Oh, it's like we love to feel the emotion of a breakup song. Samurai, I never listen to breakup songs. Don't even. What does that what mean? What is it? Why? It means I was always doing the breaking up. You're so but, annoying. Oh, You're so annoying. Oh, my terrible. gosh. Breaking hearts. The best breakup song of all time, uh, You Got It Bad by Usher. You got it. That is good. That's a good one. When you're Wait, on the phone, hang up and you call right back. Oh, yeah. you got it. You got it bad. I will go all day with Usher. What, I will. Hey, what's that? You know, the one, one thing about, like, I love all, all music. Country music fascinates me in the lyrics because there's a way of twisting the knife. Like, you think the song has been bad, and then it gets like, what's that Leon Womack song? The last line, you can go or you can stay. I won't love oh, you either man, way. I won't oh. love you either way. I mean, <laughs> you don't, guys, you don't want a girl. I hate country music, but that makes me feel emotional. That yeah. yeah, that yeah, does hurt. Honest. Um, That's honest, though. And so, yeah, it is honest. And so they, they make us feel something, and you put it all together. So, again, I, you know, you've got the beats and the rhythm and the melody and the chords and, and the lyrics, and you put all that together, and you've got emotion. Um, it, it takes you back. You remember things. It's powerful. It's powerful. And, and Mitchell, I mean, and I want to kind of turn the corner here and kind of talk about worship for a second. Um, but uh, w- with all that in mind, I mean, it seems to be that's probably why we sing at church. Yeah, I think um, as long as I can remember, ch- music has been a part of, of the church. In fact, I grew up in the Methodist church. I don't know if anybody else grew up in a Methodist church. But what's unique about the Methodist church is uh, this guy named John Wesley actually wrote most of the songs that are sung in a traditional Methodist church. Like, you know, you get the hymnal out if anybody ever went to one of those churches and you're singing these songs. But what he did was really unique. He found out that music was moving people like in bars and in places that were just places common people went. So John Wesley went to these bars, he grabbed all of these melodies and these rhythms, and then he put important truths behind them. So if you're ever standing in a Methodist church and you're singing all these songs that you think are super holy, the only thing holy about them were, was the actual content. In fact, they were birthed out of places that, that real people were doing probably really sure. bad things. And so the That's church crazy. has adopted this, this, this thing that like transcends all of, of humankind. Like music, <laughs> in my mind, is maybe the most powerful force in the universe. Wow. Like I, I think 
you know, you can speak well and you can speak and that's great. Andy Stanley, like our, our boss, our pastor, he can speak and that's great. Billy Graham speaks, speaks great. But man, I remember every word <laughs> to every song by Chris Tomlin. When I can't tell you the last message, I remember word for word. Yeah. And so there's something that happens when you put music and lyrics that actually mean something. They transform you. And just like Chili's, they move us forward. They help us live differently. And it's crazy. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? For me, when I think about music, it, or worship specifically, um, Coker, I want you to, we had a conversation a couple of months ago, and I never forgot what you said um, as, it, as it relates to how worship reminds us and we remember. What, tell, tell them what you told me yeah, in this conversation. I, I heard a guy one time, I was playing for an artist, and um, he walked up to this guy in the signing line, which is a weird conversation to have in the signing line, but he <laughs> said, hey, why do you keep writing these songs that talk about God? Don't you think God already knows who he is? And the guy that was with us, a guy named Aaron, and he goes, Man, I think God is like keenly aware of who he is. I sing these songs to remind me who God is. Wow. I don't sing these like I hope that they bring him, you know, honor and glory, but really I sing these songs for me to remind my heart, um, you know, who I'm singing to. That's huge. So it's not to remind God, you know, we sing to God, but it's really to remind us who he is and what he's done. That's amazing. Even even today, um, my daughter's with me tonight, but uh, she was outside sweeping the porch and she's singing we are the sons we are the daughters huh. of god like how old that. is she she's six six it's incredible um but you know i just had that moment like i heard her and she's by herself singing the song and i thought wow dude every <laughs> night i tuck my four-year-old in the bed and she looks up at me and she says hey sing me a song wow and every every night i'm like all right i try to pick a new song because i'm like i hate singing the same songs and you know what song she wants me to sing every night it's one of your songs Mm -hmm. in fact we may sing it tonight i don't know but she's she wants me to sing the song called you alone (laughs) every night because she wants to know as a four-year-old that she's not alone and so these melodies with these lyrics with these things they like even for kids and for it like it sticks in them they remember it and it actually moves them forward for my daughter it gets her through a night wow you know and for a six-year-old it gets her to the next day believing that she is somebody that's amazing i mean in fact we say it around here like this a lot we believe the songs we sing affect the lives we live mm. say that again that was we really need the to songs write. we sing affect can affect the lives we live wow it's why it's why when you know we're not surprised when the only thing that's playing in my car is stuff that's so sexualized like i love rap music just as much as anybody i love pop music just as much as anybody and i listen to it so i'm not saying don't listen to it but when that's the only thing coming out of my speakers into my mind, it's not surprising that I lost my virginity before I got married. Wow. It's not surprising huh. that I devalued women before I got married. Yeah. Yeah. It's not surprising that I devalue myself in this life. Because if that's the thing hitting the speakers and hitting my mind, it's so easy for your mind to transform your heart, transform your heart yeah. really quickly. Wow. So the things we sing affect the lives we live, whether you think it does or not. Wow. And so there's this powerful thing that happens with music. If music's the most powerful force in the world, are you using the force for good? Or are you just using the force? Yeah. And so, or the force will use you. Dang, that's good. And so it will transform you. And so you have to be mindful yeah. of what yeah. you're doing. Um, Craig Rochelle, the pastor, says that your, your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So dang, that's good. Scary. Which is crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, 
music helps us think about. And with as powerful as it is, it's what's going to fill our thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's why we talked about this last week. Um, the, we talked about Romans 12.1 last week where, where Paul says, hey, what true and proper worship is to offer your lives as a living sacrifice. But in the very next verse, in, in, in verse 2, it's exactly what y'all are talking about. He says, so as a result, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Don't fill your mind with, um, with junk. Um, he says, instead, be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. That's an interesting thought because think about this for a second. If music is, is the most powerful force in the universe, which I, I really believe that it is. I don't know is. true. I, well, I, I mean, I remember songs. I love how you said that. I don't really remember, I mean, you might remember a line from a message, maybe, but you're going to remember songs. So think about this. For Paul, he's saying, hey, the way to be transformed, the way to change the way that you live from the inside out, that's what transformation is. Transformation isn't behavior modification. It's from the inside out. You're being transformed into a new person. So like we said last week, your life is a form of worship, right? But the way that happens is by the renewing of our minds, by taking inventory into what is coming in and living there. And if music is as powerful as we say it is, if, if music um, is, uh, specifically worship, if it, um, if it makes these connections in our brains, if it lives there, if it's something that we remember that takes us back, I mean, could there, is there anything more powerful potentially to renew our minds about the truths of God than worship? I mean, it gives you a proper. It gives you a proper perspective. I was talking about this with my oldest daughter today. She was scared of going to the fair tonight, which is like the fair is amazing. You yeah. Be scared of going to the fair. But you know, when our mind is, when our lives and our brains and everything is focused on our problems um, and not the Creator and the God who can give us peace, um, then that's what we think about. Wow. And we deal with anxiety and all this crazy stuff. But. And my wife called me out on it not long ago. I mean, she's, our house was crazy. Things were kind of nuts. And she said, hey, will you just get your acoustic and do what you do on Sundays in our home um, and sing some songs in our house? And I was like, no, you need to fix this problem. Because I'm a man. That's what men do. You know, fix the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or at least try. Yeah. Um, and uh, instead, I reluctantly obeyed her, you know. Wow. Like my four-year-old that reluctantly obeys me sometimes. Hmm. And the longer I sang in our house... The more peace came um, because we weren't focused on the problems anymore. We were lifting up the name of Jesus that, mm-hmm. that brings peace. It That's was so cool. And so, you know, um, on, if, if you don't mind, on that, yeah. I, uh, so you talk about anxiety. It, it makes me think about something like for the last year of my life, actually since Christmas, so just since Christmas, I've struggled with anxiety. I've never struggled with it in my life, never. And walking through anxiousness and I've, I've figured out that my anxiety stems from my lack of ability contr- to control things. Mm-hmm. And in that, I, I remembered this thing that we actually worked on together. And I was walking, uh, I was walking in the hallway behind our auditorium, Seth's in an office, and I hear this like song coming out of this office. And I literally stop in my tracks and I peek in the door and I walk in I'm like what are you singing he's like oh it's just this little thing I've got and I was like will you sing it to me again and it's in this state of like anxiety and control lack of control not knowing where my life's going it's like sing that thing to me again and so he sang it to me again and uh I was like Seth I have to sing that song he's like well it's not a song we can't sing it 
I was like, we, we have to write this song so that people can sing this song and I can sing this song. <laughs> and it has to happen now. <laughs> and so I called Seth and Heath. I called Heath and Seth and I said, we're getting in a room and we're finishing this song because I have to sing this song. Because the song talked about something that as a control freak, as someone who's tried to control everything in their life, this song was different than that. I had found myself scared of falling, like scared of messing up and scared of other people messing stuff up for me. And this song said something new that I'd never thought about. It was actually falling forward before you actually fall. <laughs> but it was falling on your own terms and surrender. And so we got together and we wrote this song. But I would love for just a second if you would take me back because this memory, every time I hear it, I picture myself walking by you and in desperation asking you to sing this song for me again. So selfishly, if you would, for all of us, sing that. Will you sing yeah, that chorus for me? Like take me back to that day, remind my heart of what I needed in that moment. No control, surrender, fall. I fall at your feet again. Here's my heart again, Lord, I am yours. And I run with my chains undone, all because the love that you have shown. Oh, when I hear mercy calling, it's at your feet I'm falling. Oh, Jesus, I surrender all. Sing it again. And I fall at your feet again. Here's my heart again, Lord. I am yours. And I run with my chains undone, all because the love that you have shown. Oh, when I hear mercy calling, it's at your feet. I'm falling, oh Jesus, I surrender all. Bro, I needed, wow. like, I needed that in a moment that you had no idea. And I knew I, I needed to. to sing it, and I didn't need to sing it for any other reason than God needed me to remind myself huh. who he was and who I wasn't. And I wasn't in control, and I've never been in control. I love this. So that song was and, and, and we're going to talk about this here for the last few minutes together. A lot of songs, you've, a lot of songs we sing were not just you guys got bored and wanted to do a hobby. It wasn't like building no. a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> you know what I mean? For you, it was birthed out of um, truths that were true and about God and who he is and what he says is true about us. Um, and then it was working and doing something in your own heart, found you at a time of need, and out of that, God birthed this beautiful thing called a song that encourages the people of God. Yeah, and it's That's amazing. And it's interesting being a human. Like, emotions are real. And when you become a, when you, when you trust Jesus and you want to follow Jesus, life doesn't get perfect. Hmm. And so the same emotions that real, you know, they're real for all of us. So to have a place that you can actually be honest about what you feel is the most amazing thing in the world. And in fact, like, Heath wrote a song a while back. Like, I remember for years you've been singing this chorus, and you just actually made it a song. Yeah. But, but, other, other but it, it, talked to, it talks about something that 
For most of us in the room, our whole lives, we struggle with this. We don't feel worthy. Yep. Our identity is in what we can accomplish on our own. And, mm-hmm. and it paralyzes us yeah. to think that we're not worthy to approach even a father who loves us. And so would you tell us about this song and then maybe you sing it for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. It's been, what do you think, four years ago? I don't know. Probably four or five years ago. Um, I was sitting down to write songs with this friend of mine from Texas, and um, not long ago, well, not long before this, his dad um, had died on a fishing trip, drowned in front of him, and um, and he had grown very bitter and very angry at God, you know, he had a lot of questions, and I think the beautiful thing about when we put our faith in Jesus, right, yeah, we know, like, we get eternal life, we get a relationship with him, but I think that we have, it takes just as much faith um, to believe that we've been forgiven um, of our sin and that God doesn't see us through the lens of um, our mistakes, you know, in our past, could have been even today. Um, the things that you and I can't let go of, you know, I know what those are for me and it's been hard sometimes to move on from those. Um, but the way that God sees us because of Jesus um, is perfect and righteous, which is crazy. But it takes faith and it takes you and me believing that, you know, um, that his sacrifice really was enough for us. So my friend sat down and he said, man, I just have this one little thing that, you know, I'm kind of having to sing for myself because I've been so angry and I've treated my family pretty rough. Um, and uh, he just said, I have this line, all my heart, this word is written, forgiven, forgiven. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, I, I need to sing that myself. Um, and uh, so anyway, it made me think about uh, what we sing is important. The songs we sing affect the lives we live. Um, so yeah, uh, it's called Written. Um, you want to sing? Oh, you're gonna play yeah. Yeah. Walk <laughs> Drummer transition. <laughs> yeah, that's a Yes, in your freedom, oh, here I stand. 
So good. I mean, I'm hoping you guys are even reading these words maybe for the first time. Could you imagine if we walked through life believing every day you're walking into campus, you're walking out of whatever weekend you had thinking that it's over, knowing that on your heart it is written forgiven, forgiven? I mean, golly. There's so many of us who, like we need different things at different moments. Yeah. Like to believe you're forgiven is one thing to know that, hmm. but to lay in your bed at night and to feel yeah. lonely is another thing. Yeah. I, mean, I was telling you about my baby girl and he's singing this song. I'd love for you. This song, like, I think out of all the songs I've heard written in the past five years, this is my favorite song that we're hmm. about to sing. Hmm. And, and it lets all of us, me included, my baby included, that you're not alone. And there's nothing you can do. <laughs> there's nothing uh, out of reach. You're not out of reach. And um, you felt alone when you wrote this song. And I think that's where the power in this thing comes from. And yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, like we mentioned earlier, there's, there's these moments when um, we can't help but sing along and move because of the joy of a song. You know, it just draws us in. Uh, as a songwriter, this, this really, this moment was when I kind of stumbled into songwriting because uh, I hit a, a moment in my faith journey when it just, I was feeling more pain than anything and, and the song, getting it out almost became like the coping or the therapy. It was the way that God was speaking to me was actually me getting these words down. Um, in real brief, my son, my oldest son, got this crazy skin disease, eczema, but it was like, you know, eczema really on steroids. It was bad, head to toe, head to toe, just covered in this itching skin stuff, and he would scratch down to the, I mean, he would bleed, and it got so bad, and, and uh, one night, he's literally couldn't sleep. We were in a cabin in North Carolina, and he's screaming, kicking the walls, and uh, I just got overwhelmed, and uh, uh, so I went and I sat down like on a couch like this and uh, about two in the morning and he's just screaming, you know, just in pain. And, uh, you know, after a while, I, I just grabbed my guitar and started just to kind of almost weep this song out. Uh, and I just started saying, really, Psalm 23 in a lyric form, but I will not fear you're with me and just started saying wow. these promises and, until the lyrics and the melody started to kind of flood out the, the noise of my son and the problem and help me focus on the solution, which really is God and his promises to us. Hmm. Um, so, and then I, yeah, it's been a song that now I've heard stories of people who are going through cancer treatment or anxiety, you know, that moment that God birthed this little idea in my heart has now helped carry people through <laughs> their pain, which is just crazy, but I'm grateful for it. That's good. Will you so, lead us in yeah. that? When this life has overwhelmed me. feel like 
I will cling to all you've promised It will always be enough And when the world around me crumbles And it's hard to understand I will run to you, my shelter I'm safe within your hands Oh, you are my help forever I will not fear God, you are with me I know you're near You'll never leave me I will trust Yeah, y'all good with one more? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah like, we got one more in us. We got one more. Uh, Coker, will you come over here? Coker's a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know that yet. Um, but Coker is like, you've heard him talk tonight. I used to know Coker as a ladies' man because he was so good with his words. He didn't need a wingman. I used to. I <laughs> didn't need a wingman. He didn't need a wingman. He was always like firing off these quick like one line, and you're like, something's in this guy. And three years ago? Yeah, yeah. No, two, 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 two years, years two, two change. Yeah, yeah, two and a half years ago. This song that is rising the charts right now on Christian, Christian radio crazy, yeah. um, was birthed in you. And everybody needs to know that they're not alone. Everybody needs to know that what their identity is, their son, their daughter. Um, everybody needs to know that surrender is the best place, but you can't get enough Jesus songs. Hmm. Yeah. And this in my mind, like, I'm not trying to build you up. But this, like, I'm not trying to be nice to you. That, he is not going to do that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this isn't just for that. I'm, I'm being serious when I say this. For the church, this song, for all of us, is needed to remind us what Jesus did for us. Wow. Yeah. And it's changing me and it's changing people. And where did it come from? What is it? Yeah. Uh, before I even say this, let me just kind of talk to the person in the room who can't sing and who feels like you are the least qualified person to ever try to worship God through song. Uh, hi, my name is Brandon. <laughs> exactly the same way. I cannot sing at all. I'm terrible. But you're I don't feel that way. But you're well, amazing but with words, we've been buddies son. a long time, so you have, you have, to, you have to say that. Yeah. Maybe um, I've grown too used to hearing it. But anyway, so all that to say, if he can use this little cat here uh, to worship, he can use you. So... Huh. Um, I was down visiting my uncle in South Georgia, 
and I went walking through a graveyard, which ain't my, ain't my speed. I don't do that. Uh, but it was 10.30 in the morning. If it was 10.30 at night, this song does no not way. get <laughs> Ball game. Song ain't getting written. No. See ya. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I just I find this tombstone, and it just has some incredibly beautiful uh, words on it. But the first few lines that got me was this. It was a woman, Willa Burr, writing this for her husband, Samuel, who was dead. Uh, it said, here rests what was mortal of Samuel Burr, age 42, in search of help far from home. Death arrested his progress on April the 2nd, 1831. Quietly, he fell asleep in the Christian hope of immortality and glory forever. And I was like, holy crap, that's beautiful. So I took a picture of it, walked away three years later. Okay, so now fast forward three years, and I'm sitting uh, down in Florida on a back porch with some buddies. And I read on that tombstone. And for whatever reason, I've read the tombstone a few times throughout the years. But this one time, I read it again, and I was like, wait, if he fell asleep in the Christian hope of immortality and glory, then death did not arrest anything for him. Because we believe, as believers in Jesus, that when his eyes opened in the tomb for the first time, and when breath filled his lungs again for the first time, that death kind of lost its final say. There's no kind of to it. Death lost its final say forever. Right? Yeah. So I said, well, I don't know. Alone in my sorrow, dead in my sin, lost without hope and no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in. Death was arrested, my life began. That happened wow. that fast. Wow. And I just said, hey, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but it's worth chasing. So for two weeks, we chased. Huh. And for the first time at the walk camp, Browns Bridge 2015. Camps, 2015, we played this song. Wow. Death was arrested. You're going to sing it for us? I am not going to sing it for you. <laughs> But I have two good buddies who have voices like angels or birds, yep. whichever you prefer. So uh, that's why I turn my mic off when we start singing. Wait, you've been turning your mic off? Yeah, y'all thought I was singing for real. I'm take this. Not a chance. I'm with Coker yeah. on the singing thing. Let me stretch it out. Yeah. Cool. All right, so uh, Coker, we're gonna sing this on your behalf. Is that cool? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so as we end tonight, why yeah. don't we just end together? Yeah. And um, maybe this good. You want to stand? Did somebody just say that? Yeah, like, please feel free just, to. Y'all can do whatever you want, whenever. <laughs> this great. is your home away from home. Stand up if you want. Sit down okay. if you want. I'll stand. Y'all gonna stand up? I guess that means I have to stand up. You want me to help you? Oh, look, this is a real time of transition. This is a real time of transition. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you do that. I don't know how to do that. All right, we made it. We did it. So, uh, so why don't we end with this tonight, and why yeah. don't we, uh, if, if beats and rhythms and melodies and lyrics actually have the ability to stick in us and change us and yeah. renew us and remind us and move us, why wouldn't we let the fact that Jesus did something for us move us tonight? Yeah. So why don't we just go away and remember Let's go this one more. Tonight. Yeah. Let's see this. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without hope, with no place to begin. And your love made a way to let mercy come in. When death was arrested and my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. In my orphan heart, given a name and my morning grew quiet my feet rose to dance when death was 
<laughs> Man, ah, that was, I don't know that I've sang like that in a hot minute, to be perfectly honest. Um, was your mic still off? Nope, I turned it off, yes. Oh, yes. And y'all are so glad that I did, because I was singing loud. Um, so here, here's why we did this tonight. Um, we wanted to give you guys a brand new perspective, yes, on worship in general throughout the series, um, but we wanted to give you a brand new goal, a brand new vision, a brand new perspective, a culture shift for why we sing here on Wednesday nights, that these songs don't have to stay here, um, that these songs that we sing really do affect the lives that we live, and these songs that we sing here, um, we want to take those with us, and they can become the soundtrack for our entire lives. That wherever you are, whatever you walk through, you can be confident and know because that song is stuck in your head, the truth of God that you are forgiven, that you've got that truth of God, you can't get it out of your head. It's that almost that annoying jingle that death was arrested, and no matter where you are, no matter what you think, no matter how far gone off you are, Jesus rose from the grave and has set you and I free. Could you imagine for just a moment if we came into every Wednesday night ready to sing and knowing that was at stake, that there was a culture shift, that you didn't come in here wondering if the person next to you could hear you or not. What I loved about this moment was we were unified and we were one. And no matter where you come from, what you've done, what you believe or don't believe, for a moment we were unified singing to a God that loves us more than we could ever imagine. And he gave everything for us in his son, Jesus. So what if we just used these moments as an opportunity to remind ourselves who God is and allow that to spur us forward wherever we go in whatever relationship we have and whoever we talk to and the way that we live our lives. That would be special. And then we would start living lives that would flip Kennesaw State upside down. That would flip Woodstock upside down. Yeah, come on. And that would flip whatever circle of influence that you are in upside down. That would flip your sorority upside down. That would flip your fraternity upside down. That would flip your family upside down in the best possible way. But it can't stay here. So let's come in here and take advantage of the opportunity and don't let it stay here. We love you guys. Um, and I'm gonna pray for us here in just a moment. Um, if you are here for the first time and you've got questions about any of this, this whole death was arrested, this Jesus rose from, you've got questions about that, we're gonna be up here. We'd love to talk to you about what it means that Jesus rose from the grave and why that matters. Um, and we'll be up here um, for a little while. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for truth. And thank you that we can sing truth. And thank you that um, you've created our brains, that you are, you are the science behind the way our brains work. And it's not an accident, it's intentional. Um, that you created our brain to, to remember best. You remembered um, to, when, when it, the truth was connected to some kind of rhythm, that you created our brain so that songs could e easily get stuck inside of our brains. And so I pray um, the melodies and the rhythms and the truths that we allow to sit in our brains are ones that you have given us because those are the ones that are gonna change our lives in the best possible way. And I pray that as we renew our minds with your truth, through song, through the truth of your word, that from the inside out, our lives would begin to be transformed and we'd be able to look back, these students would be able to look back at the years in college and think, wow, what a ride, what a journey. Look what God did. We love you and it's in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.